Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. And Jeff, we have a very, very dear and special guest with us today, don't we? Dale, we do. We're, we're so excited today. You know, uh, uh, as many of you know, our dad passed away about five years ago, and and um, we're thankful that his, uh, his brother is still around, and uh, we have always loved and appreciated our Uncle Dan, and so we're glad to have our Uncle Dan with us today from down in Florida. Uh, welcome, Uncle Dan. Hey, hey boys, how, how are my two sons doing? <laughs> it was wonderful. I heard. I heard that maybe you had gotten out of. Well, I heard maybe you gotten out of ministry and we're doing well. We're doing yes, ministry yes, now. Yes, I actually have a a very big announcement. Uh, now, thank you guys for having me on the Jenkins Institute. I, I wanted to come on today and tell you about a, a new exciting project that I've been working on for a, a bit. It's uh, it's it's uh, a little side business I've been working on in my spare time. It, it's uh, it, I, I call it. Uh, I'm going into well, what I'm trying to say is I'm getting in the used car sales business. Okay, I, I, I've opened up a new dealership. Okay, and uh, it's called. Uh, well, I'll just give you the pitch. How's that? Let's give you the pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, boys. Well, come on down to Crazy Dan's Auto Sales. We got cars, 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 cars of every color, shape, size, boys. We got small cars, big cars, big, big cars, and yellow cars, red cars, blue cars. Some cars with cold air. A 1995 Chevrolet Chevrolet, right here, fully loaded, automatic, hair seat, and uh, it's got cold air, runs good. Four tires. Come check it out at Crazy Dan's Auto Sales. Hey Jeff, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. What, what do you think, Jeff? Uh, it, it sounds something sounds kind of fishy here, and I don't know if it's uh, the car, the used car deal, or what. But uh, that's that's bad business, boys. You know, it is a legit business. If we had a video, it'd work better. But because uh, I don't think the hair is not right, or something is turning turning something away. Now, actually, I don't think it's Dan with us today. Philip, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was really good, Philip. Yeah, thank always, you. Always you, guys, you guys did a good job of not laughing. Yeah, we're hard. It, it also helps when I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that also runs in the family. <laughs> Very much so, yes. Yeah. Well, we do have my son, Philip, on the podcast today. He is a youth and family minister over at the Mount Juliet Congregation in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and the author of an excellent book or two. And in fact, a couple out there right now, we appreciate uh, his work, but I love him, appreciate him because he's my son. But Philip, we're glad you're with us, and we wanted to bring you on today to spend a few minutes here at this as we begin kind of getting into the summertime to talk a little bit about about internships. Jeff, internships have been around a while, haven't they? They have, Dale. I don't know that uh, you know. I don't know if we can know when they started or or where how far back they go, but. Uh, I know a lot of preachers and a lot of churches through the years have, have had internships. You actually did some internships when you were in college uh, 35 years ago. Yeah, so you're, I knew you'd bring that up and talk yeah. about how, that they've been around at least that long. But uh, my first internship was actually, Dale, I was uh, uh, graduating in, from high school. My senior summer in high school was there in Sandusky at the Sandusky Church in Birmingham. And uh, that was a great, a great summer. And then 
did internships all the way through the, you know, through, through my college years. And so I'm very thankful for churches that, that uh, offer internships. And, and I know that the Mount Juliet church um, is one of the leading churches probably in our country as far as um, bringing interns in. And, and I can't wait to hear uh, Philip tell us about uh, what you all do with interns, how many you have and, and the process and all of that. So let's talk a little, Philip, about that, about what purposes internships serve. Uh, who, who do they help and how do they help? Okay. Hey, before we do that, you didn't talk about your internship, Dad. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't, didn't you, um, I don't know if that was an internship, but you yeah. were, and, and you married a girl in the youth group. Yeah, I married, I married <laughs> the only internship I ever did. I got married to the, to the preacher's daughter there. So, yeah, that so, was, so, so you would not be here today were it not for me doing internships. Yeah, yeah, the show took a creepy turn. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm certain you have a law against that now, don't you, Philip? Yeah, yeah we'll, get to that, the, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Right. Um, but as far as, as who do they help, was that kind of the first purpose, you know, yeah. the purposes and – who do they help? Who are the parties involved? Um, I think internships are, are cool because they, you know, this is so cliche, but that idea of the win, 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 you know, it, it helps the youth guy. If it's a youth internship, it helps the youth minister a lot because um, I'm speaking from experience here, obviously. So I'll, I'll continue to do that in all my questions, but it helps me a lot in the summertime uh, because there is stuff going on every day and every week and uh, just, it never stops and it can, it can get to a point where it feels very, very busy uh, and you can't stop to think, well, if you have interns, you can kind of help push the workout, spread the workout and let other people jump in and pitch in. So it helps the youth minister. Um, it helps the kids because uh, if you have, if you string together a, a good, a good few internships, if you string together a good, a good, you know, lineup of interns for a few years, that'll become something they look forward to every single summer. And it kind of, it kind of blows my mind how many relationships are built in the summertime, just over a 10 week period. Uh, it's good for our teens because they connect with different interns. And over the years, it's neat to hear which ones they connected with. Um, it's good for the interns themselves. They gain valuable experience and, uh, and then if you want to look further down the line, it's good for the congregations that eventually the interns find themselves working with if they do choose a career in ministry or if, even if they don't, they just become uh, people in the congregation that work with youth and, and maybe on a volunteer basis. Uh, but, but hopefully, it's, and it seems to be the case um, that in, internships with Mount Juliet um, have helped a lot of people, a lot of teens, a lot of interns, and a lot of congregations down the road. So, Philip, through the years, uh, you know, a lot of churches have have typically hired a, maybe an intern for the summer, uh, w- one intern to come in to work for three months. Uh, I know that I think you hire several interns and, and even have a different twist where you bring in somebody for a longer period of time. Would you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Um, we, I guess if I rewind the clock just a little bit, um, Phil Wagner was the youth minister at Mount Juliet for, he was here for about nine years. And so before I came, Mount Juliet has had just a great experience. Just, they've been very blessed here to have great youth, youth ministry. Uh, and before Phil, there was a guy named John Thomas 
who still attends here at Mount Juliet and Phil still attends here. So it's, it's really cool. As you look back, the last three youth guys that they've had um, for the last, I don't know, 20 years are all still going to church and we love each other and we're friends. And that's pretty cool. Mm. And uh, somewhere along the line, Phil had his first intern. Uh, and then as the time went on, it was a summer internship, you know, kind of just during the summertime. Then they added a, a girls intern to help work with the young ladies and that was a big blessing and it's just grown and grown and grown. And, and as the youth program has grown, now we have four interns. We have two guys and two girls. Uh, they work with the high school and the middle school. So you got a high school boys intern, a middle school boys intern, a high school girls intern, a middle school girls intern. So we have four in the summer. We also have uh, a guy and usually the word I, I use to describe this person is not the word intern, but it definitely it has that feel, that apprentice kind of feel. Uh, we call it a youth ministry in residence. We picked it up, the concept from Creve Hall Church of Christ. Uh, we had a guy that worked with us for about two years. His name was Jody Marble. And I know he's got connections to you, Jeff, as well, uh, being at Louisville in the past. And just a fantastic minister. We hired him uh, for two years. And, and he stayed not just through the summer, but through the entire school year. And, um, and kind of just got just got a real good feel of what it looks like to do youth ministry full time. And so we worked with us for two years. And again, it was that win, win, win thing where it helped us, it helped him. And now he's just started. He had his first week last week at the Bartlett Woods Church of Christ in Memphis. And uh, they're on the receiving end of a big blessing uh, in the form of Jody. He'll do a fantastic job. Uh, we also have a student intern. We call our student youth intern that it, this is kind of unique and cool, but one of the high schools here in town, Mount Juliet High School, does a co-op program. And about two years ago, two or three years ago, one of our students uh, decided, she, she was like, hey, can I work with you? Can I work for you? And I was like, yeah, let's figure out what that looks like. And so she you know, presented something to the eldership, they approved it, and throughout the entire school year, uh, the Mount Juliet High School gives her has, gives her credit like uh, for a class, and then uh, we pay her a little bit. and And for the last three years, we're in our third student intern. That's just been a big blessing having having more help, and um, really an unexpected blessing that's happened in the last three years that we weren't planning for. It just kind of fell in our lap. It was awesome. So, Philip, is that um, is that person have to be a certain age or a certain year in high school for that to happen? Yeah, it's only it's only for seniors in high school, and right now it's only it's only girls that have that have been hired. And I don't know if we'll, you know, hopefully one day we'll have some guys that would have interest in that. But so far, only we've only had girls. But it's been it's been phenomenal. They've done a great job. Outstanding. Well, I'm wondering, Philip. Uh, some some youth ministers say that. Uh, that it adds work to have an intern. So how do you prepare for one and, and how, how do you, how do you know what you want an intern to do if you hire one? That was something that, that uh, before I'd had an intern, I, I kind of heard that too. It really, it, I don't know that it, I don't know that it adds work to your plate, but it makes you work better at what's already on your plate. Hmm. Um, so you have to be extra organized. You can't just come to the office and say, okay, it's Monday. What was I supposed to be working on today? You need to, you need to come in on Monday and, and know exactly 
what you need to do, what they need to be doing, what's coming up the next week. It just requires you to be at the top of your game, very, very organized. Otherwise, in my position, I've got four college students that are sitting around with nothing to do. And, and in ministry, that should never be the case. I don't care if we're talking youth ministry or not. There's always something to do. There's always people that we need to check on. Ministry ministry's big. And, um, and so if you, if you kind of come in lazy and not wanting to work, you won't like interns. Uh, you need to, you need to work hard and give your interns good experience uh, in order to prepare them. And it makes your ministry better because you're able to do more. You got more hands working. Uh, you just have to be organized. You have to be ready. It sounds like I just won the prize. Ding, ding. So Philip, um, you know, most churches probably that will listen to this podcast and most, most churches out there, you know, they're, they're not in a position maybe to hire two or three or four interns and to hire an intern over um, as an apprentice type situation like you did with Jody. What, what do you recommend to a church that maybe is just getting started or hasn't, hasn't hired an intern? What would be the process you would recommend them if they wanted to, to do to hire an intern, say, for the summer? I go to somebody you trust and find out who's out there that would do a good job, and I'd go after them. Um, it, I guess it's similar to that idea of when a church hires a preacher. You know, if you, if you ask for resumes, you get a different crowd than if you go to people. Um, and so I think with, with internships, you might, you might strike gold if you call the Bible department at a Christian school, but you might not, you might strike out because the professors might, you know, you're kind of going off their judgment and maybe they're not as close to the team, to the, have their fingers on the pulse of who the person is outside the classroom. And so something that's been a huge blessing uh, for us over the years has been when you have a good intern, you talk to your good intern and you find out, okay, who else would do a good job here? And that's been, that's kind of been the formula over the last few years has been, um, okay, who are your friends and um, who, who should we get at Mount Juliet? Who are the people that, uh, that would work hard and, and continue a great, you know, a great line of just being a blessing to the congregation here. And so my, my advice would be to find somebody you trust and, uh, and start there as far as a, a connection, somebody's judgment that you trust and, uh, and, and start there about who some good candidates would be. Um, that's, that's where I always start. Do you, do you do? Both internal and external, Philip, I think, uh, what are the pros and cons of hiring from, you know, somebody that may be grown up in the church uh, versus someone that's uh, not grown up in the congregation. What are the pros and cons to that? And do y'all have a reason for, for how y'all do that? Yes. Um, pros and cons. You know, it, it sounds really, really great to, to hire. Man, what if, we, what if we just could kind of hire our own kids to come back and work with our teens? We, to my knowledge, we've had, we may have had two that have done that. One was our first girls intern, and that, that's a Phil Wagner question. So I don't know. I, I'm sure it went well because we had a second and a third and a fourth girls intern, but that probably presented some challenges at first. Uh, but then again, on the flip side, on the pros, it was somebody that the congregation trusted and knew. Uh, so that's a pro. On the other hand, well, what about when you get 
someone that's grown up in the congregation who would not make a good intern and they throw their name in the hat with the same person that would make a phenomenal intern. Well, where we've kind of landed on that is we don't like to, and our elders prefer not to hire from within when it comes to internships for that very reason, because we may have a case uh, where somebody wants to be an intern and you hire them, but you don't hire somebody else and it, it just gets sticky. So Philip, when you do uh, hire your interns, do you have a job description uh, for each intern or do you have the same job description for everybody or how does that work? Yes. Um, when, you know, we, we bring them in and we'd like for them to see, and this might be helpful for people who are listening what the interview process. Um, we like to bring them to Mount Juliet on a Wednesday night and show them, you know, what the youth program looks like so they can get a real good feel for, for what it looks like and feels like and what the kids are like. Um, that's when we run our small groups ministry on a Wednesday night. So they kind of get a feel for that. It's just a good snapshot. Um, they also go to a lunch ladies meeting that night. So they get to see those guys in action. Um, for those of you who are listening, who know what that means, others, other, others of you are like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, but that's okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, we, uh, we like to bring them in. We, we interview them on that night. Our eldership will usually meet with them. Uh, kind of the last thing by that point, usually I've talked to them on the phone already. I haven't, I haven't grilled them a lot because the eldership does a lot of the grilling. I just tell them what's expected. You know, what does a typical summer look like at Mount Juliet? And I do all of that really over the phone because those minutes that you get at church, I think are real precious when you're with the teens. So I don't want to bog them down with all that info. I try to do that aside from the on-site visit uh, because it, it takes a long time to go through an entire summer schedule. Uh, but they do, they get an idea. I'll, I'll usually send it to them in a Facebook message of, Hey, here's what happens in June. Here's what happens in July. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Here's our mission trips. Here's what's expected of you. Here's what your responsibilities are. And then when the week, when they get here, we always do, um, an orientation is what I call it. An orientation. It's, it's dumb, but it's a name. Yeah. So anyway, that helps them too. I like atmosphere. Uh, yes. It's dumb names like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. I think I asked the last question. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, your turn. What are what are Jeff uh, and Philip? In your opinion, what what are some of those important things you want this intern to take away when when his or her summer is over with you? I, number one, I would say don't mess it up. That's <laughs> like number one priority is. Don't be stupid and mess it up. You know what I mean? Um, There's so many congregations um, that have had bad experiences. And I I don't have a figure on that. And I say so many. I don't know if there's so many. I know there's some that have had bad experiences. And I hate that. And a lot of times it was because the guy who was there was an idiot. I don't know a nice way of putting it. Um, And so I just tell our interns, don't be dumb. you know, like when, when you're driving kids around in a church bus, you don't race, you know, it's, it's that, I, try, I tell I just tell them like, I just, I just try to say, imagine, imagine going to the hospital and having to tell the parents of that teen 
the reason your child is in the emergency room right now is because I was on my phone texting or I was, you know, racing the bus beside me. You know, those are kind of sobering conversations. Um, so that that's just the first thing that kind of jumped off the page um, as you asked that question is it really is one of the first things that, that I think of is, you know, don't, don't make a, a terrible mistake. Um, but yeah, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. So Philip, we're kind of uh, about ready to wrap up here. What, what would you say? Um, what else would you want to say to churches, to uh, youth ministers, to preachers, to elders about hiring interns? What, what, are, what's the most important thing you would like to leave with them? And I, um, I just think it can be such a good thing for everybody involved. It, it's one of those things, you know how sometimes you go to an elders meeting and something gets presented and there's just a lot of reasons not to do it. An internship to me, there's not a lot of reasons why you wouldn't do it. It helps, it helps the youth program. Um, it helps the youth minister. It helps the kingdom and it helps this, this future perhaps a future minister or maybe someone that's not even looking into ministry that much, but it's like, maybe I'll try an internship to see what it's like. You have the opportunity to make a tremendous impact on someone's life. And, um, and man, we, we need to take advantage of those opportunities because they don't come a lot. You know, you're only a college student for four years. And so you give them three or four experiences. That's all they're going to get. So you need to make them good experiences and they can be good for you. Good for them good for the church uh, and then good for the kingdom at large. I think to me, it just makes a lot of sense. So Philip, if a church has never hired an intern before and they're listening to this podcast, or maybe they came looking for this podcast, what would you say would be the most important thing you would tell them about hiring an intern? I think you, you got to hire right. <laughs> you got to hire correctly. Um, because that's the difference between a church that had a good experience and a church that had a bad experience. It just comes down to who, who was your intern. And then that lets you know very quickly. Um, it, it really does come down to who the person is in many cases. Well, if you will give out some uh, contact information and uh, plug anything you want to plug right now, talk about your books if you want to, or, or anything you've got coming up or your, uh, your little adventure you have going with your brother, maybe whatever you want to plug, go ahead. Give me a minute to do that. I've got too many things. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what all to plug. Um, I mentioned lunch ladies a minute ago. I, I did write a book called the lunch ladies. If you'd like to know more about what that is and maybe that little line in the, in the podcast will make more sense. Um, but anyway, my name is Philip Jenkins. I'm the youth minister at Mount Juliet church of Christ. And, um, uh, and oh yeah, me and my brother, me and Andrew, this is kind of fun. You mentioned this, but uh, we just started. You've seen like the escape games and all that stuff. Like they're they're kind of big. They're all the rage. Like in the cities, you go and you get locked in a room. You have to figure out how to get out, solving puzzles. Uh, me and Andrew, who's also a youth minister uh, here in Nashville, we started this idea of of a mobile escape game, where we'll take we'll take a, the game to the people, uh, like on a retreat or at camp or for a church group or whatever. And, um, and we, we set up the entire gaming experience for the people and it's, it's just fun. It's just something we, we like doing and decided to say, Hey, well, let's, 
it's, this is pretty cool. Let's see if we, other people would like to do this too. And, um, it's been fun. We call ourselves the clues brothers. And so you can go to cluesbros.com and check out more about what that is. And there's a lot of info there on the site. Maybe that's enough promoting. Outstanding. Thank you very much. Well, Philip, I'm proud of you. Thankful for you and appreciate what you do. And if anybody has any questions about internships that we can answer for you, just let us know. If you have show ideas for us, send those to the Jenkins Institute at gmail.com. And Philip, anything you want to say before we go? Hey, thank you guys for having me. Love you both and admire you and look up to you. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. And uh, we love you and appreciate the great work you do for the kingdom. Dale, good to be with you today. Good to be with you. We look forward to next week. Hope you'll tune in and listen to TGI Preaching and Ministry Podcast. Have a great day.